That is so nice of you. Thank you so much for hosting my stream, Julia V, to zero subscribers there. But that's okay, no problem. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. And thank you for hanging in there. I know I had a bit of a technical glitch here. Glitch slash forward slash hitch. Uh, yes, it's just so many interfaces. Plus, I was uh, editing another chapter in Brian's audiobook. Very well. We're up to chapter 21 now. And I uh, hope he liked it. He gave me a very nice compliment uh, via email. He says, you're reading the book as if you've written it. So that's, you know, thank you so much for that compliment there, Brian. Very nice. Brian also gave me the idea for a title of the animation that we're going to make in this exciting live event today on uh, Friday on the summer solstice day, by the way. This is the longest day in the northern hemisphere i would imagine it's also the shortest day in the southern hemisphere so that means uh, in the northern hemisphere from here on in from tomorrow onwards thank you so much yes ego so, you know very much uh, stranger things there isn't it and uh, <laughs> yes thank you uh, so that means from tomorrow onwards our days will become become shorter again which is you know not so nice but hey, uh, first of all, I want to say something uh, to my friend on Facebook, Alistair Montgomery. He is currently in hospital and my heart goes out to him. I hope you're going to be doing okay, buddy, just in case you're watching, in case they have given you an internet connection there. Uh, just a bit of background there. Alistair is a type 1 diabetic. He's recently had a double kidney transplant, which is phenomenal. Uh, surviving that amazing stuff and he was just being released from hospital and uh, then an infection kicked in which was terrible so now he's back in Hammersmith hospital there indeed ouch and uh, he's hopefully hanging in there they've, they're peppering him with literally every single antibiotic so from all of us across the pond hang in there buddy you can totally do this uh, and I hope you enjoy my book Maybe it'll give you some, some hope while you're there in the darkest nights of the hospital. It is terrible. I've been there. Uh, many of us have been there. And it's just, it's just much less fun than it sounds. So every message on Facebook, every comment, every like uh, on Facebook, that really helps. So hang in there, buddy. We believe in you. We love you, Al. There we go. Some other big news, of course, in the poserverse, as they say. Bondware the company that runs and operates the Renderosity website, has purchased Poser. That's crazy stuff. The exciting bit about this, in case you didn't know this, the implication, I know, it's, the implication of that is that it now puts Bondware in the same situation as, or in the same position as DAS currently is. They have the content brokerage for DAS content, and DAS also make the software for the content that you're supposed to use it with. And the Poser universe was very fragmented there for many, many years. So it looks like Smith Micro have finally divested themselves of some of those creative assets and focus more on their business-related software, like, I don't know, zip file creators or whatever it is they do. The creative side of things was always a bit of an add-on for them. There was this time in which they purchased uh, the Clip Studio Paint from Japan, from Celsius, and marketed it as Anime Studio, in the, no, sorry, Manga Studio in the West. They also had Anime Studio, which has then been renamed to Moho. They also had the Motion Designer, and I think all these programs have kind of gradually gone away to other people. And I believe that's exactly what Poser needs, a, a new owner that can take care of bringing Poser to, putting Poser into a new direction and bringing the content marketplace and the software together and hopefully deliver one good package. It could work out really well if Bondware can find the coders that can take care of Poser, but only time will tell. 
Thank you so much for watching everyone. By the way, we're going to make a little animation today and I have prepared this for you. Uh, let me see, I've uploaded this guy a couple of days ago. This is, uh, if I just can make that, can I make that full screen? Oh, that was the wrong key, of course. There we go. Ha! There, let's make that full screen and play this guy back. This is what we're going to be making today. Perhaps not the whole render, but look at him go. This is inspired by something that... <laughs> This is inspired by something that I did last week, a stream about the DeForce hair engine or the new sort of whatever Garibaldi add-on that is happening in DAS Studio right now. And uh, that is something that uh, DAS Studio has been lacking for a while, namely the hair engine. And so uh, I experimented with this very, very successful stream. There are over a thousand views in one week. That's, uh, that's a lot for me. And... Uh, then I discovered and I remembered actually that uh, Carrara also has a fabulous hair engine and this is what I've made with it. It was about 4,000, 5,000 frames in total to render and a bit of post-production. I rendered this in 60 frames a second as well, so there's a link in the description that you can... <laughs> Disco Chewy, that's him. That you can, uh, that you can have a look at the uh, 60 frame version. It looks very, very cool. Uh, it takes forever to render, but I had three HP Z machines doing all the work for me while I went and did my day job. So there we go. Oh, look at that. He comes again. Very exciting. So what we're going to do today then, and to answer your question, no, uh, Patrick, I haven't done the motion capture myself. These are actually Annie blocks. Uh, to be more specific, they're very old Annie blocks as well. So they are um, things that I've bought a while ago that work together with Victoria 4 as well as the Genesis 1 figure. I don't know if they work with Genesis 2, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll explain the implication in a moment. So this is done by creating this animation through Annie blocks in DAS Studio. Uh, and then just applying an unclothed character, uh, turning that into keyframes and exporting that file, taking it into Carrara and then applying the hair. And uh, without doing many adjustments, I mean, you can see that this guy, the blue guy, he has bigger, thicker kind of bristles almost than the next guy, which is the orange fluffy guy. And he has this guy, so he has kind of thinner hairs, and uh, that's, I believe, the default setting there. And uh, that's going to be applied to the whole character, and literally Carrara can read that file with all the motion capture in it and everything. And then we're going to let Carrara drape the hair, apply some shaders, and I'm not going to render out the whole animation, of course, but I'll tell you how to, how to get on with this and uh, introduce you a little bit in with to the uh, hair engine that we have in Carrara if you like. Yes, he is so fluffy, isn't he? Uh, Brian actually gave me the idea for the title here. He said there's something, uh, I totally forgot what it's called now, Kimo Kawaii, that's it, exactly. Kimo Kawaii is a Japanese term for something that's both cute as well as gross at the same time. So there we go, that's exactly what that means. And we're gonna totally see if we can make this little guy happen here, there. I think that's a good idea, isn't it? While all, this, all that while, I'm going to keep an eye on the chat. So if I'm kind of looking away, I'm not looking away from you. I'm just looking at the chat. Let's begin with Das Studio 4.11 and a little bit of AniBlock action here. Oh, 
Also, does everyone have coffee? By the way, very important, a cup of coffee. Julia's just, Julia's here with me as well, of course. Julia has just cycled across the Venetian Causeway, so she's a little bit hot and sweaty right now. Uh, so I hope she's going to calm down a little bit here. That's cool. Rod, you get coffee. We're going to get a little bit of... A little bit of an animation going here. Here's my pointing device. There we go. So it is about animate as well as the timeline. So uh, let me start there. Perhaps there's these there are these anti blocks that you can drag in. Uh, yeah, iced coffee is a good idea. Actually, we do have one in the. Do you want do you want iced coffee, Julia? No. Ice water, she says. Julia's not a coffee fan. It's one of those things. So animate is essentially a non-linear animation in Death Studio. And you can access that down here. Uh, fresh installation of Death Studio comes with a 30-day trial version, which will then say Animate 2. And as soon as that runs out, it'll transition into the light version, which is called Animate Light. So if you don't see Animate 2 down here, you probably have the light version. And you can buy that from the DAS store. I think for what we're doing today, we don't need the full version. But just to let you know, there is a difference between them. One of them is that the full version can export the MDD file format. So if that's necessary for what you're doing with animations, then the full version will help you there. I believe the light version can't do that. And there's some other th things that have to do with creating AniBlocks that are only available in the full version. But I hope we don't need to use that and you can follow along with the light version. So I'm using, oh yes, yeah, so, so yes, yeah, so, uh, everything down here on the Ani timeline, uh, these blue things, they're AniBlocks. And if you have a character in here and you hover over this and the character kind of animates, let me show you what I mean. I'm using the Genesis 1 figure for this venture. There's nothing stopping you from getting AniBlocks for uh, Genesis 3, Genesis 8 and all that. But uh, Carrara, and that's where I want to use it, doesn't understand those file formats natively. And although I could export this as an MDD sequence into literally any program, I'm choosing to use this uh, DUF format, which is the Dash Studio uh, universal file format, and, da and Carrara understands that. So if I use a figure that Carrara knows and can deal with, like Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, then I'll have a really good time uh, mixing and matching those file formats there. But let's start with a character. Let's go and use uh, Genesis, literally just Genesis. Is that even installed in here? Oh, it looks like it isn't. That's not so good, is it? Let's, let's bring that in, shall we? So maybe a good start. Well, actually, I can do that directly from within Dash Studio, can't I? So uh, I'll see if Genesis starter stuff is available. There it is. Yes, it's not installed. Okay, cool. Let's go and make that happen. So double click on this and Dash Studio should install this automatically if i'm really lucky there we go so this gray window now is turning into a colored window and uh, anything that's grayed out you own and anything that's in color here you own and it's installed and anything that isn't even showing up you don't own or it's not installed so i've got genesis 2 and 3 and 8 but i didn't have genesis 1 on this computer so so good place to start yes i've heard that alien actually the hot drinks during hot weather that's supposed to kind of make you sweat less and uh, conversely cold drinks in cold weather that's supposed to warm you up i, I can't quite believe that crazy stuff 
will only be a moment. And then we'll have Genesis to play with. Genesis 1, the first generation of Genesis, is, uh, if you don't know this, Genesis was introduced about, uh, help me out here guys, about 10 years ago perhaps? I don't remember. It's been a long time ago. And it was the replacement for the DAS folks for Victoria 4. That was the next version from Victoria 4 upwards. So Genesis, much like Genesis 2, 3 and 8, were the uh, they were there the base figures and the first time they brought out Genesis they brought this thing out as an androgynous thing so this is Genesis here and these are the basic shapes it comes with so uh, like with Genesis uh, 2 3 and 8 uh, there is there's the base figure and then there's morphs like Victoria on top of that and with Genesis 1 this used to be Victoria 5. So Victoria 4 was the first thing, and then uh, uh, after that was like Victoria 5, Genesis 2 was Victoria 6, Genesis 3 was Victoria 7, and I guess then to bring the numbers in line, Genesis 8 is now in line with Victoria 8 and Michael 8, so that's, the, that's, that's why that is. But the interesting thing about the Genesis first generation was that they had a really cool idea. Sadly, two years later, they... they um, got rid of that again this is an androgynous character and it can be morphed into a woman as well as a man or a child or a monster so that's very exciting about that and uh, game developers still use that today because you can use one figure and turn that into whatever you want it to be that's very clever they've gone away from that idea because it's difficult to develop clothing content for that so there we go but I will probably cover that in a whole new series once the current DAS3 101 series is over, which I'm still working on, I promise. There's going to be another series, which is, will be like DAS3 201, and we're going to talk about characters and the history and what you can do with all the types of characters. So that's, that's in my mind, uh, maybe happening later this year. With the figure selected, you can now hover over these anti-blocks and uh, if they fit the figure then you will see that just hovering will give you a preview of what that's going to look like. So in our case these are Genesis 3 anti-blocks and they don't work with Genesis 1 which is a shame but Victoria 4 and uh, Michael 4 anti-blocks will work with Genesis. So let me just bring some up that will probably work. And the regular animate folder, I think you get these for free. There's some dance anti-blocks. And then if you hover over that, then you can see, yeah, let me zoom in and see what's happening. There's the booty shake. And there's the booty shake number two. Oh, no, actually, this is the bounce. So you can hover over those and see what, what kind of tickles your fancy, what dance move. That could be cool. We could use this. That's going to be a really long animation already. So you can mix and match those. Anything that you like. I think these actually come with AniBlock, with, uh, with Animate. These are Genesis 8 things, so that won't work. They're just mixed in there. But yeah, just downloading uh, the free version or the one that comes pre-installed with DAS Studio will give you access to all these things. So anything that, if you hover on the bottom here, and anything that says G8 there, don't know if you can see that, uh, just about, means uh, you won't be able to use that with this figure, but it'll work with the Genesis 8 figure. It is exciting. Oh, Wolfie the Wolf, thank you so much for joining us. Very exciting. It is very exciting. So... 
Yes, do you know what, DreamLab? That's exactly what I do. Sometimes DAS do sales on the Platinum Club and uh, then you get it for half price for another year. So I always renew mine when they have a sale like that on and then you get Platinum Club for 35 bucks a year. So um, is there anything particular we should be making here with this animation? Uh, let me know which one you, you prefer and then we'll use that anti-block. Just for demonstration, while you make up your mind, if we drag an anti-block on here, like uh, this doesn't work, but this one here, uh, maybe, no, 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 uh, this one here. I can just drag that up into the Annie timeline. And this is now showing me how long that is. So that's like four and a half seconds here. The funky thing is if I pick another Annie block, uh, perhaps one that works, maybe this one, I can just drag that right next to that. And this is now an even longer Annie block. The cool thing now is that these two will blend together like in, in true old-fashioned non-linear animation style. So if I play them back one after the other, then Animate will take care of the fact that these are going to blend in with one another. And there's no pops and cracks and broken animation in between there. This is very, very cool. And you can do that to as many Anniblocks as you like. So that's very, very cool. Unless, of course, Dastudio crashes and it doesn't want to do this anymore, then we have an issue. Which looks like we're having now. How exciting! A problem caused the program to stop working correctly. Windows will close the program and notify you if a solution is available. I'd love to see that solution. So the only reason we, what we can do is close this thing down. Luckily, we haven't actually gotten started here. So let's try this again. The nature of live television, isn't it? Is it even television? Do you call this stuff television? No, right? It's not even television anymore. Live stuff. There. Good thing we hadn't done anything other than just install Genesis here. So let's go and bring him in again. Him. It even. No, they aren't, are they? Same, but the Mac is the same thing. Mac just—I've got this program. I've got this problem now that things now seem to consistently stop working on the Mac as soon as I close the application. So it takes like a minute, and then a window pops up that says, "Hey, uh, Mac OS encountered a problem," and you go, "Uh huh." Now what? And there's just yeah, nothing else we can do there. So let's stick with dancing and see what else we can do here. Is this a good one? That could be cool to animate that. Maybe we'll do this. Let's do this. This is a nice, nice booty shake animation. Let's do that. Yeah, let's bring that in. I, I will do. I will totally save it. <laughs> I will totally save it as we get more into the into the yeah look in this one a hip hop combo let's do that as well that looks nice so we're going to drag that in as well and this now gives us an 11 and a half second animation that's kind of cool excellent that's almost all we're going to do with animate so the only one thing <laughs> wouldn't that be nice the only one other thing that we're going to do is I've, I've talked about the animate timeline here but there's also this slider which is the timeline slider and that is the traditional keyframe animation based uh, slider and uh, even when I slide that you can see that this 
also moves the animate timeline. So in essence, the slider is the same, but the actual timeline is a very different one. So right now, notice that we, we don't really see anything other than a black triangle at the very front here. And that's a keyframe. So anything that's selected up here in the scene tab that has a keyframe in the regular timeline will show up down here. Uh, but animate currently overrides that because we're using any blocks. So that morphing and shaping and moving the character that is happening on the fly. That's very interesting to do. So right now you can only move this figure because animate is active. But if you wanted to make a change, like, you know, say at frame 30, you want to maybe move the character slightly further up or, you know, you want to you change something else like fingers or whatnot, you can't currently do that unless you mess with the any block or you add another any block on top of that. So uh, what I'm going to do, that's to export this animation into Carrara that natively doesn't understand animate. You can right click anywhere on this on this. Uh, thing here on that on that empty space you right click on that and then you get this option bake to studio keyframes and as soon as you do that a funky little dialog pops up that says baking transfers the information in animate 2 to the ds timeline control is transferred over to the ds timelines don't know why we have to simply renabled the animate 2 tracks when you are ready um okay but um other than that we just say yes and as soon as we do that, a few seconds later, these any blocks are still on the animate timeline. But watch what happens when we go to the timeline. We see lots of little black triangles. And that, of course, means that for every movement that the figure has made, we now have a proper keyframe there. So everything is now keyframed and when I move the slider I can I could literally go in and examine what each parameter does at this point. So that's that's very important to remember because only now are we in a situation <laughs> that we can actually export the animation and make other programs understand what we've just done. So now we've locked in the animate anti-blocks we can even get rid of them. So I can go and uh, select that and delete these two because we don't we don't use them anymore. If I drag others on top of here, it'll be overlaid on top of what we've just done with, uh, with keyframes, I believe. And you know what? That is actually the, uh, that is everything we've, we've done with, um, with, oh, there we go. Let's say we're using this until frame 345. Perfect. That is everything we're going to do with Das Studio really today. You could now, if you wanted to use this animation in a different program, you can now go ahead and uh, export this as anything you like. So uh, in our case, you have to give it a name first, but there's also tons of formats that you can try. Collada, you can try uh, exporting it as a, as a poser format. Whoops, that didn't quite work. There, there we go. Um, or you can use uh, FBX. You can use OBJ or you can use, and this is provided by the full version of Animate, MDD by Animate 2. And MDD can be understood by Marvelous Designer, for example. So if you have Marvelous Designer and you want to animate a cloth drape, a cloth with Marvelous Designer via an animation like this, and this is a way to get this out of Das Studio into an MDD format. MDD, by the way, if you don't know, uh, 
Oh yes, Rod, don't talk about mortgage payments. Unbelievable. I've, uh, I've seen that you've uploaded that video. I need to watch that. It's not going well for your mortgage. That's, that's not, not good to hear. Poor Rod. So MDD, by the way, if, in case you didn't know, that's a series of OBJ exports on top of one another so it's not it's not exactly like uh, an, an obj sequence uh, but it is uh, one obj image that will then tell the next frame the changes of what has happened so it's not an obj sequence it's an mdd is is basically the the obj exported and then for the following frames it'll tell whatever program is using it the changes from the original obj so you always have one obj that you end up with and then a series of kind of almost like morphs per frame that's how mdd works a very powerful format that and understood by uh, by many programs we don't need it here because carrara natively understands DAS Studio's DUF format. So I'm going to go and just simply save the scene as a regular scene preset. Or just a regular scene. It's not even a preset, it's just a scene. And I'm going to go and uh, create a new folder here. And we're calling it... What are we going to call it? Fluffy Dancer. Let's do that. Fluffy Dancer. Dakna? Not, not exactly. Bob, yeah, exactly. We can't call everything Bob, you know. <laughs> uh, we're going to call him Fluffy from DAS so that we know what's going down here. Only takes a second to save. And that's really all we need to do with DAS Studio. Uh, we'll just minimize it in case we need to come back to that. Dancing Chewy, I think that's a great, that's a great name for, the, uh, for him. And now we'll head over into Carrara. Carrara, in case you are interested in it, is currently on sale, by the way, for like 80% off or something. I think the asking price is something along the lines of $350, which uh, you know is a little bit sneaky to ask that much for a program that hasn't seen an update in five years. But uh, I say five years, 10 years maybe. And um, no, but it's, it's currently available for something along the lines of 60 odd dollars. That is not bad. Sometimes it comes down even more. So, you know, very cool. Dream Lab, Elton John. That's, that's I gotta I gotta tell you the story. I had it is so funny. I woke up this morning at 7 a.m. to take my medication. I have taken it, you know. So this is not not the insanity speaking. Um, I've taken that, and it's so funny. Um, I had a dream in in my half thing. I I woke up, and uh, my uncle's partner died a few years ago, Dan. And in my dream, my uncle got together with Elton John. And the two of them got married. And I don't know when, in what timeline that was, but they got married. And now that we're family, Elton, my, my uncle and I, uh, Elton John bequeathed his estate to me. And for some reason, so both my uncle and Elton John died. So I ended up with a ton of cash. And uh, I remember sitting there with a coffee looking at the sea and I was thinking, do you know what, screw the cash. I'd rather want my uncle back and Elton John. That's the vision that I woke up with. I'm, I'm glad I remember that. I'm glad you brought Elton John up because, you know, I thought I'd share that with you. Crazy stuff. Spooky, isn't it? Yes. Yes. One of those things. Rod. Unbelievable. 
No, my uncle is alive and well. He's, uh, he's living in Berlin. <laughs> Unbelievable. So let's go and bring, bring Fluffy out here, Fluffy Dancer. Fluffy from Daz. All we need to do is literally open that scene file. This is not Carrara's native scene file, but it's, it is something that, uh, that Carrara understands along these many other formats here. So uh, I'm just, I, I think it was set to all files. And then you can just go and open Fluffy from Daz. Fluffy from Daz, file not found. That's a shame, isn't it? I shouldn't have meddled with the file system thing here. Let's try that again. Fluffy from Das. Fluffy Dancer, there we go. Fluffy from Das. Open. Uh, that's not so good that we get to see this message uh, because that means, I'm afraid, we're going to have to do everything again that I just did. But hey, it was, it was fun hanging out, wasn't it? <laughs> this happens because I've installed the Genesis figure with das studio rather than with install manager so it's kind of an interesting uh, error that comes up there is a difference even though not to das studio to all other applications that use your runtime files there appears to be a major difference in how you install stuff so if you ever install stuff via das studio and then you want to use the same content and make it work elsewhere anything lux render maybe even poser it may not work properly so um, i'm afraid i can't use this because Carrara currently doesn't know that Genesis has even been installed on my system. Bad DAS. But it's going to be all right because we're going to just go and close this down. I'm going to go open my install manager and install uh, Genesis with that. Let's see here. Uh, there, I'm going to go and search for Genesis. Genesis, isn't it? Yeah, there we are. Genesis could well be installed already. It's, I think it's just called the regular Genesis Starter Essentials. And you'll see here that it's actually not coming up in the stuff that I've installed. So that tells you something's not quite worked out with whatever database, whatever shenanigans. Genesis Starter Essentials, there we go. Don't think we need the poser files, but yeah, this is the way to install it and make sure things actually work consistently. And I have a feeling that when we just install that and open the same file again in Carrara, it'll probably work. If not, we're going to go and uh, we'll go and uh, create the animation again. It's no problem. I would probably follow the mixer stream, David, just because the delay is much less there. Yes, Christina, I've noticed that, um, <laughs> that, the, that Carrara regular is, is cheaper than Carrara Pro. Is, uh, sorry, the other way around, that, the, that Carrara Pro is cheaper than Carrara regular. I would always recommend to go for the Pro version. It has some other tools that, uh, that are very handy. I think Hair is available in both versions, but things like texture painting and some UV unwrapping options, they're only available in the Pro version. But it, 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 sometimes it's coming in even cheaper. So it is, uh, there's some, I've, I've seen it on sale for something along the lines of $10. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. But if you combine it with coupons, I think $50, $60 is still very much worth the, worth the price, in my humble opinion. Let's go and 
see what happens if Carrara can now open that file that it's installed properly. That's true. I totally forgot about the content. Actually, that's a good video to make about Carrara content because that is not easy to understand. You end up with several files and it's not immediately obvious how to install them so that you get the Carrara content, which is huge. And combining that here, so there we go, scene opened fantastically well, so that's all, that's all fine. And uh, one uh, other thing about this, and the Carrara is compatible with Genesis, uh, Victoria 4, uh, Generation 4, Genesis 1, and Genesis 2. Uh, it's not, not compatible with Genesis 3, but it just so happens that DAS have a massive Genesis 2 blowout sale on the store right now. So uh, those figures are compatible with iRay. Carrara isn't, it's got its own render engine, but a lot of the Genesis 2 content is currently iRay compatible. And it is a very, very cool idea to, uh, if you're in the market for new content and you're on a tight budget, have a look at that. It's uh, very much recommended. I shall do that later because there's some very cool products there, including full characters, Genesis 2 characters, and they render beautifully in iRay. So, you know, rather than spending $120 on the latest figure release, Genesis 2 wasn't all that bad. There we go. You can, there are tools available for single poses and I believe for animations as well, uh, Patrick. So that is possible. I don't know how difficult that is. I've never looked into that. I've got a lot of older content that I like to, uh, that I like to use and uh, it would be nice to use it on, on newer figures. Um, so yes, let's have a look at that. I have a couple of pose converters, but they're for single poses. So, uh, I believe there is a script available that makes this that makes this happen in uh, you know just for for animations as well, maybe even for anyblocks. Even if you have to convert the anyblock to keyframes, then do the conversion and then turn it into another anyblock. It's not really that much work to make use of uh, of things. So we now have our animation fully working inside Carrara. So that's that's you know a huge step in the right direction. And Carrara's animation features are just so superior to those in DAS. So like, like in uh, DAS Studio, you've got all your um, keyframes here. So literally for every item that you can see here, a keyframe has been created at every frame. It's very exciting. But with Carrara, you can also pick up a keyframe and move it somewhere else and, and uh, you know, click on that keyframe. You can do so many things. Carrara has its own nonlinear animation thing but we're not gonna talk about that today. For now, we have our Genesis figure, and it's all totally awesome that he can now dance inside Carrara. So let's see how we can make hair grow on top of this guy, because after all, that is what this is all about. Like in every animation that you're dealing with, make sure when you make changes to something that you want to persist for the rest of the animation, make sure your playhead is on frame one, very important. If it's on frame four or five or wherever, or fifth second or whatnot, and you make a change, then that will create a keyframe. And if you have an empty scene, it's really easy to see where you've made that mistake. But if you've got something like this, that's really tricky to see which keyframe was it that's actually screwed up my animation. So very important to go and go to the very first frames, frame zero, we call that and now you can make changes. So if I wanted to make his head bigger or whatnot, I can do that on frame zero and it'll persist for the rest of the animation. 
Do you know what? Speaking of that, it may actually be a good idea. Uh, it's something I hadn't done in the in the previous uh, in the fluffy animation here. These guys have are literally just the uh, the head of the of the regular Genesis figure. So I'm thinking maybe I, this guy could probably benefit from a slightly larger head just to offset his uh, his features a little bit more, especially the guy uh, following that, uh, like this guy here. I think if we just accentuate the head a little bit more, make that bigger, I think that would probably look even funkier. Yeah, Patrick, if you have the <laughs> hair engines, that's right. If you have the pose converter, then maybe you may be able to write a script. So there may be a, uh, like a script available that will literally create this on um, on every frame. That that would be perfect. Woo! Thank you so much, David. Very nice of you. That is very nice. Woo! Look at him go. I always love the little guy walk. Thank you so much for your super chat donation. I that's awesome. Thank you so much. Let's see what we can do in order to make this guy's head bigger and then grow some hair on him. So in the bottom right corner, we've got our scene navigator here in Carrara. And currently everything is open, uh, but let me just close all this down. You see the Genesis figure like you do in DAS, uh, DAS Studio, should I say, but you also have this new thing called the actor tab. And that's the one that has the skeleton of the figure. So that's not the same as the hip, which is usually the one that contains the root bone for the skeleton that's inside the figure. We have an additional thing, which is the actor tab. And those two things are enclosed in the Genesis tab, if you will. And that's important to remember because usually when we drag something in DAS Studio onto the figure, we only ever have, say, Genesis, and then we start with the hip like right after that. But in Carrara, we have this actor thing in between, and that's where we need to apply things to from our content library. Just, you know, just so that, you, um, that you've heard that. Thank you. I almost forgot. <laughs> Maybe we can look into that uh, together I, because I always wanted to do DAS scripting and I just never had the courage to even look into that. In our case, we need to drill down into the hip though so that we can see where this person's head is. There we go, that's the head over here. And we should be able to find a few parameters up here. Uh, there should be something along the lines of a head shape. Uh, that's head twist. That's not what we're looking for. Maybe we do need to go onto the actor tab and see if we have anything relates to head. There we go. Basic male head. Oh, those are the those are the the morphs that will shape this guy's head. But that's also not what we're looking for. I think we're just perhaps we're just going to look on the uh, on the parameters. Oh, parameters, there we go. Uh, no, not parameters. What are we looking for? Motion. Motion, there we go. That's the one. Yes, I think we're looking for that. We're just looking at the head. So, selecting the head, I think we just scale that. That should work, shouldn't it? Translation, rotation, scale. There we go. And see if we can make that overall. Just add a zero, make that ten times bigger. No, look, that didn't work. Yeah, should have done that perhaps in Das Studio. Yes, actually, that didn't work. Maybe I can I can try the regular scaling thing. What's what's that noise? I wonder. 
Oh, there we go. Make that a bit bigger. There we go. Regular scaling tool did the trick. Does it hold its shape while he's dancing around? It does. Okay. It's a good start. I see what's happening here. My camera is now moving because I dared to reposition the camera on another frame. So this is this is the trap. This is this is literally the trap that can happen. And it happens to all of us. I didn't mean to do that, but uh, I can probably get rid of that by just looking where that camera is. And there it is. And this these are the two keyframes that I've made there. And uh, it's it's kind of easy to just go ahead and delete them because I didn't want that camera to move. That is a nightmare in Das Studio, but in Carrara it's actually not an issue. So it's more built for animation. Oh, there we go. I just wanted to zoom out a little bit to show you how he goes ahead and dances with that larger head. Bobble head, I think. That is an idea, and then we can put it on the App Store. Charge 99 cents. Also make the Fart app, because that, you know, that worked really well. Oh, in DAS, yeah. Yeah, that should work. I mean, especially because we've got the, uh, we've got in DAS Studio, have we still got it open? Uh, no, we don't have it open anymore. But uh, the Genesis figure comes with a basic child, so that's, that's probably a good idea to, to do that. Yeah, go ahead. So, but let's talk about hair. How do we get hair on this thing? Well, uh, Carrara has super exciting features up here under the insert menu. So there's a few primitives here, sphere, cube, cone, and so forth. Uh, the further you get down, text element, formula, metaball, object, and all that, you get to insert terrains, plants, clouds, and um, you can insert hair. Is that, can you see that here? Just about, yeah, there we go, cool. You can insert hair uh, or oceans or literally lights and everything. It's all from the, from the insert menu. So in our case, we're just gonna insert a hair object. And as soon as we do that, it lurks about in our scene tab over here. But no hair has, has grown in the, um, in the scene yet. So if we wanted to apply the hair on the whole object, like a cube, a sphere, or you know, a person, in fact. All we need to do is open Genesis up here, make sure the Actor tab is exposed, and then we're gonna drag the hair onto the Actor tab, and then just let it go. And look what happens to my guy here. Tons of hair on the, on the creepy character. And it's done that because it's, uh, it doesn't really know uh, if I wanted to apply the hair on specific parts of the body or not. In my case, I want to do that, but it shows me not only guide hairs, but literally the full figure, which is kind of, kind of cool. If I want to go and make a change to that, I can head over here to the model tab. So these are all kind of the, the rooms there, akin to what you may know from Poser or from Bryce or other programs, that in this room here you assemble stuff. Even Blender follows that uh, mythology in a way. And this is where you model stuff. And this thing is kind of context sensitive, so no matter, what, depending on what is selected, if it's a vertex object, it'll drop you into a vertex modeling mode. But in our case, it'll drop us into the hair modeling mode. Or you could have a replicator that would, uh, that would then let you set up replication options or terrain generator options. So it kind of depends what happens when you click on this thing. In our case, it gets us into this, 
that gives us a little menu here that we can have a look at. It's asking, do you, do you want this UV-based or geometry-based in case I have an object that doesn't have any UVs? I can make that uh, geometry-based. I'm going to accept the defaults here, UV-based and texture map, because I have both of these. I'm not going to do much in here, but I can certainly show you what you'd need to do if you were to, if you wanted to uh, make sure to only apply hair to the head or the scalp of this of this figure you can go and paint that green means everything is currently selected so i can go ahead and clear the whole selection and then this thing turns gray and gray means uh, no hair group is selected hair groups are up here you can have several hair group in a single hair object that's very cool and you can now go ahead and uh, start painting uh, on, on, whoops, actually with that gold, it's, it's lasso, I guess I can do that. Uh, or I can go and select by shading domain. So I could literally go and pick this guy's, I don't know, cornea and grow hair on the cornea. That's terrible. But, or I can, you know, and then that'll, that'll get me a selection, for example, um, I don't know, skin torso, for example. And then that will select the torso and I can now take stuff away from there and wherever it's green that's where hair will be created and wherever it's gray in this hair group means hair won't be created i want in fact my hair to be created everywhere so i'm going to go and select everything just like it was and uh, that's almost all i need to do here in that hair room so there's there's a ton of hair tools up here these are similar to the ones that we've seen in the DAS hair engine that's just come out last week. So you can cut hair, curl hair, clump hair. This is all here. It's just, it just flows a little bit faster and a little bit better. If you wanted to create your own hair, you can do that here. Add more hair, uh, remove hair, you know, cut it and um, put density more or less and all that. So this is all available here within Carrara. Uh, I'm just going to go and have a look at the hairs per group because we only have a single hair group. I want to make it simple here. Uh, hair count, I just want to crank up the density a little bit more. So uh, currently that's set to 5,000. I think that's the default. And I'm going to make that maybe 20,000. And that'll mean there's more hair growing on our little guy. Segments per hair is another interesting uh, thing I want to tell you about. Uh, that is good for curling hair. So if you look at this, you can probably see that the hair is in four segments because that's what I've done here. So this is one segment, looks like a finger. It's the second one, third one, and there's a fourth one that attaches to the figure. If you want to have more realistic curling in the hair, you can increase the segments of the hair. So that's basically how many bones do you give each strand of hair? That's what that does. And uh, if, you went to, if you wanted to make that finer, then of course the simulation will take a lot longer, but also the realism will, will be cranked up quite a bit. I'm going to leave it on four. And the only other thing you can do here I want to bring your attention is you can have a different mode between short hairs and long hairs. And I think the orange guy here, he has long hair. And the other guy, the blue guy here, he has short hairs. So that sets the mood for what you want to do with hair. So they call it a hair engine, but really you can also use this for grass and bristles and, and uh, uh, carpet furs and all kinds of things. 
So that's all we need to do here. I'm going to go back into the assembly room. That is very, very funny, David. Very funny. We can see that our guy has a lot more hair now than he did before. Perhaps I'm going to go save it because Carrara also has this thing about crashing. So let's go and save our scene before any of that happens. Fluffy Dancer. Uh, what did you say, Alien? What was that? Alien said something really funky about what we suppose, what we should call that. Do you remember what that was? Julia's just looking through the chat. Dancing Chewy. There we go. Chewy. Oh, come on. Chewy. There we go. That's what we're going to call him. Excellent. Thank you. I'm going to make sure I'm going to save these all these settings internally. That's another uh, very helpful Carrara thing. You can use local settings. You can save all externally or save everything internally. So if you're bringing in geometry and you, may, you want to render this on another computer, that may not have the same references to wherever your objects are located. Uh, so local settings and save externally, that basically creates reference links to wherever those objects are stored on your vast array of hard disks that are connected to your Windows network. But if you say use uh, internal settings, save all internally, then that means everything's going to be chucked into the Carrara file. You have a single file that you can render on any computer on which Carrara is installed. Makes life a lot easier. You can put comments as well and you can hit save. And that is that. So once we're done here, you can have access to that file if you're one of my Patreon supporters. So you'll be able to download that file and examine exactly what's going on if you like the look of something or if you want to make your own adjustments, you can totally do that and it should all work. There. So now that the whole figure has hair, which you know could be, could be trimmed here at the top and, and all that and uh, stuff, the hair is not draped currently. Even if, if I go and uh, walk through this animation, first of all, it's not going to happen in real time now, but the hair is just going to stick out from the normals. That's, that's a cool picture to render there already. This, very exciting. But the hair is not draped, so it kind of sticks out as if it wasn't, it wasn't obeying gravity's rules. And we can do that. Uh, go back to the first frame of the animation, and with the hair selected, we go to the general tab. I'm still chuckling at the actor tab is exposed. Hello, Finn123. Thank you so much for following. I appreciate that. So with the hair in it, well, selected down here and the general tab exposed, <laughs> we can now uh, set some of these things uh, like we did in the, in the hair tab there. So there's large, thin, medium, large and extra large or very large. And that should change how our hair appears in the render. So I'm going to leave it on large now. But uh, the really interesting tab is the simulation tab over here. Let me just make that slightly bigger. I hope you can see all that. Yes, you can. Even though my face is kind of in the middle there. But it's cool. It's cool. So we have these. Oh, actually, it's not cool. Is it? Uh, is this better? Yeah, maybe this is better. You can, you've got the simulate button here. Oh, actually, I've got, I've got an even better idea. We can do that, do that, do that. <laughs> yes, how exciting, there we go. So uh, we've got the simulate button 
and we've got the drape all button here. So those are two options and they're very uh, different. Simulate means simulate the hair, drape the hair on the current frame before you get started. Whereas drape all means Carrara will take a long time going through every single frame of the animation and adjust the draping of the hair at that point. So with animations, there's no good having to drape the hair once and then leave it in place because our character moves. And what makes these animations really, really cool, like my, my uh, Chewy animation here, is that while he's moving, the hair literally falls around into all types of directions. And uh, that's, that's what's so cool about this. And that's what Carrara can do. So the first thing we do is we drape the hair so that the animation starts from a well-draped position. And then we're gonna click the drape all button and that'll go through every frame of the animation so that all the hairs now float around like we want them to. It's good sound. This is by the Rondo Brothers, by the way. It's a song called Puffer, interestingly. Oh, my goodness, what a shame. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. It wasn't on the screen, what a shame. I've only shown you like a quarter of the funky animation. That's just, you know, that's ridiculous. So yes, that's what I was saying. The, the hairs move around while the whole character is moving around. And so we can do that with these two things, simulate and drape all. And the first thing we're gonna try is simulate. We're gonna go and save before we even attempt to do that. It takes quite a while. A lot of keyframes, a lot of data, a lot of geometry already in this file. And now let's go and simulate the hair and watch what happens to the hair. I'm gonna go and uh, zoom in a slight bit more here so that we can see that. I'm on frame zero still, that's important, be on frame zero when that happens. And now we can see that the hair is kind of going away. Carrara saying simulating hairs. And you can see that these yellow things appear and those are guide hairs. And oops, I'm so sorry, I've, I've used the wrong button. Look at that, I was gonna press drape all instead of simulate. I think I've just told you the, the, wrong, the wrong way around there. Hit escape if that happens and Carrara should stop simulating and let you start again. So what I wanted to do is literally say drape all rather than simulate. Drape all is the one that goes fairly fast. So sorry about this, I'm confused. There we go. Drape all will not move the animation forward. It will just drape the hairs in place as they are. And that's how our character looks like. A little bit wet now and once we've done that now we can say simulate and that will now from this position start going through the animation and literally simulate all the hairs as they go along so this could take a while but it'll be worth it because uh, after you know however long it takes uh, once 12 seconds have been simulated should have really chosen a shorter animation there shouldn't I <laughs> but hey one of those things it's a good time for Q&A no, this is not a stupid question, David. It's a, it's a very, um, very important one, actually, because Carrara doesn't actually care about your GPUs. It's purely CPU-based thing. So GPU is only used to display the picture, but the whole rendering is being taken care of by the CPUs. So fast Xeon processors are your friend, and uh, it also means if you don't have a good GPU, uh, you can still get good results with Carrara. It might take a little bit longer, but yeah, real-time preview is not um, generated by the GPU. Very good question. There are plugins for... Um, 
it's it's just an uh, uh, Patrick. It's it's not a uh, it's just an extra thing that Carrara puts in. So if you usually in Das Studio, you you select the figure, and under it comes up hip and all that. So if you then select the figure and you apply a pose to it, then the pose will be applied to the character. If you try that in Carrara, it doesn't work. I don't know why it does that, but Carrara just has this extra kind of group I guess which is the actor group and if you select the actor group and then sub and then apply a pose then it'll work some parameters are just not exposed on the genesis tab they're on the actor tab don't know why but that's you know that's that's all that's all there's to it um, David there is it, uh, speaking of GPUs it is an interesting one uh, there are plugins available for Carrara one of them is called Luxus for Carrara another one is Octane for Carrara and that lets you use this front end and all the kind of replication and generation things that Carrara has built in and then use GPU rendering with these things uh, that is possible so Luxus is a plugin that's available from the desk store currently 30 bucks I think and that uh, that's not on sale right now and that will then utilize LuxRender, open source GPU and CPU rendering engine that can, uh, that can get uh, funky results uh, much faster than Carrara and your CPU could probably produce it. Also means you have to deal with a new shader setup, uh, but yeah, that's possible. Same goes for Octane. If, uh, if you are familiar with Octane, you can get a plugin for Carrara that will, that will utilize the Octane render engine from this front end. Very cool. Any other questions? Now's the time to ask. We can always just uh, stop the animation here. I mean, it'll, you, you, you kind of get the gist of what it does. It should have probably uh, simulated the first four seconds here for us. It's probably enough to demonstrate what's going on. So I'll go and hit escape, hoping that if I go and scroll through this thing, it will show me the draped hair in all these positions. Yeah, it looks like it does that. Perfect. So if we maybe stick with this position here, we can see how to get a suitable picture out of Carrara here. That's a good question, Dreamlab. I would love to know the answer to that as well. Because I've heard stories that uh, people who, sometimes the, the client, if it's, if it's about 2D work that you're using 3D programs and you're creating 2D work with it, sometimes the client really doesn't care what we use. And, uh, and that is, it can, can kind of work in our best interest because we can just use the tools that we find most suitable. I've heard of a story of a guy who was, uh, who was using Carrara for professional animation work and the client was asking him, so what did you use for that? Uh, and he said, um, well, I used Carrara. And they said, I've never heard of Carrara. What is that? And he goes, well, you know, it does, doesn't really matter what it is. It just means this is how I did my, uh, my, my animation, which is your product. This is what you wanted. And they said, yeah. And then they found out what that was. And they thought, oh, my God, really? We had expected you to use package X, Y, and Z. And um, it turns out that wasn't necessary. So I've just framed up the camera here in, uh, in frame zero, and I'm going to go and pick a nice frame. It looks perhaps slightly less wild. That's, that's kind of a nice wild thing. And I'll go and save this before anything else happens.
happens here to us. And then I can just like in Dash Studio, I can press Control R to kick off a render. That'll happen with the default light, and that's probably not the look and feel we want. But I'll show you how to how to get started with that anyway. Actually, let's go over to the render room and set some parameters. Just making sure, yeah, 1280 by 720 is is cool. We also want to render the current frame. We don't want to render the whole animation, just the current frame. And those render options here are all default right now. So Control R will go ahead and render that for us. It's a very good point, Dreamlab, and uh, and uh, it's partly why I'm bringing up Carrara because Dash Studio is really not that suitable for animation. It really lacks the tools, even though there are uh, several plugins that you have at your disposal. It really is very limiting when it comes to tweaking your animation. So that's where other tools really come in handy. So we see a picture, it doesn't look great, and that's because it's rendered with a default light. Let's go and change over to the director's camera. We have the light over here, that's our scene light up here. Uh, and that is just pointing just blandly at the scene. I'm gonna go and use a modifier to point that at our character. Point that at the actor here. And that now means that when I move my light, it will adjust itself to point always at my character, which is nice. It only does that when I let go of the movement. So that's one thing I can do. Uh, there's a few other things. Uh, one of them is that currently my guy isn't, isn't dancing on anything. So it's just an empty floor here. It's probably going to work if I don't show the floor. I could bring in something of a background. That is possible. Let's do that. Let's let's see what how that works. It's under the scene tab. Literally, the scene, the word scene itself is actually a thing that you can click. And when you do that, you have other options. For example, uh, the atmosphere tab here, and you can select realistic sky. That's what I like doing. Click realistic sky. That enables a ground. Uh, you can we'll leave that enabled for now. But you can also edit the parameters here. And that's very, very cool. Gives you a little scene preview here when you hit auto refresh and render of what your scene is going to look like. This knob here lets you position the sun. It's very cool. You can tweak it. Currently, it's kind of 12 o'clock coming straight from the bottom, but you can also move that wherever you like. So somewhere in the into the uh, back here means you can't catch the sunrise or the sunset. You can even make the sun itself appear so it's a very cool way of quickly adjusting light and if you find something that you like leave it like that it brings in some clouds here it's just default clouds they're generated down here on the atmosphere tab so we've got one that's just atmosphere here with global brightness haze altitude and haze density and several other things you can control like sky color perhaps we want our sky to be uh, you know maybe Bit more sci-fi purple here we can do that here but uh, on these other tabs they're basically like layers of how you want the atmosphere to look like the second one here is fog and sunbeams you can enable fog 
and that means you get more fog in the background. You can play with that. Sunbeams can be enabled. But uh, other things in cloud for include four cloud layers here. So first cloud layer currently has auto stratus clouds. Actually, can I make that a bit bigger? Yeah, there we go. That's probably a good idea. And then bring that down a bit so we can all see it. Oops. Yeah, it's maybe too big. There, let's 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 leave let's leave that. So you get to see a few of those clouds here. I can change that from Autostratus to Cirrostratus, and then the type of cloud in the background changes. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Uh, or you can just put cloud, and like little nice and fluffy clouds. Funky thing, you can even enable a second layer and then layer two types of clouds on top of one another. So that gives you a really realistic kind of thing here. Autostratus and Cirrostratus together, maybe. That's kind of a cool background. So you can you can change all these things. All these things, I believe, can be animated as well. It's even crazier. You can animate the clouds in Carrara. So I'm going to leave that as it is and try and render again. See what that brings up now. Interesting. We can still see the gray skin underneath my character here. I could apply a skin texture or I can just hide the character. That's, that's another option so that we just don't see that. I believe that's what I've done in my animation. So perhaps we're going to go and do that. Uh, go over here and under the actor, I'm just going to make the actor invisible. And that means the hair is still there. I could also make the hair invisible. But then, of course, we've got nothing left. So we're going to leave the hair and we're going to invisibilize the actor. And now we shouldn't have any more grayness popping out underneath and just fluff dancing. While I'm here, I want to do one quick change that's at the very bottom here under, under oh there, tile size. That's it, isn't it? Tile size? Yes, tile size. The default is 128 pixels. Those are the render buckets, the little squares that come up when Carrara renders this. If you make that smaller, something like 32, uh, watch what happens if I re-render that scene. Buckets are smaller, but it also means it, mean, it renders your scene more efficiently. So you'll probably have a faster render result here. And that's because the hair takes a lot longer to render than the background. The background's like rendered like that. So if you have render buckets that are finished with this and you've got two cores rendering these things, then 80% of your computer is basically just sitting there idle. And if you make the render buckets smaller, they can all participate in this, uh, in this rendering. So, you know, interesting for other programs as well. Smaller render buckets mean faster renders. Keep it in mind. So, um, we can change the color of the hair. I'll show you that quickly. For that, we need to uh, select the hair and go to the shader tab or the texture tab here. And that now allows us to, uh, this is the hair shader. There's a root color here and a tip color. And we can just quickly change that. The root color, maybe I'm gonna make it, pick a color. What, what color shall we use? Blue, orange, green, yellow, pink. I'll leave it up to you. And then we're gonna, change those colors. Purple. Alien 1. Let's make it purple. Oh, David was there before. Hmm, how interesting. Well, maybe make it make it orange underneath with purple fringes. How's that? That's uh, Let's do that. That's crazy. So, orange, 
on the bottom like a deep orange that's not going to look scary is it an auto update we can probably <laughs> and then the tip color we're going to make that purple Uh, don't worry about the preview it'll uh well that's not orange that's still brown whenever life gets you down mrs brown let's see what that looks like probably scary <laughs> oh yes loving that effect already what do you think that is cool isn't it i love it that is very nice very cool so we we still see something this is the background actually poking through here now but uh i like i like the pose i like the i like the colors already this is good let's save it i'm gonna make a slight adjustment to the hair in a moment and that is uh how we can make the hair a bit spikier and uh, we can also make it fuller and we can see what the several thickness options and there's also the length option so we can make the hair shorter and spikier we'll see what that's all about oh my god she's she's getting married now with some guy i've read in the global informer or whatever <laughs> that's what you get at the at the checkout of the supermarket there's all these 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 yellow press things and the headlines are always hilarious something like Prince Charles finally reveals the reason why Diana had to go. Queen furious and all that. A dying queen furious and kicks Charles out of the palace and you've disgraced the family. And then next week everything's totally fine. I don't know how they can how they can get away with stuff like that. I have no idea. It's unbelievable. <laughs> let's see how we can we can uh, we can do something else to the hair. So first of all, let's make it. Uh, very large over here in the hair group very large and make the length instead of one foot which is kind of that's long hair isn't it let's make it half a foot one foot long hair dot com there we go so that is a different look technically we should redrape it so that the hairs can collide properly with one another we're not going to do that we're just going to go and see what the look of that is they're very different very different that's extra thick now what else can we do very large make it very thin let's try that very thin and perhaps uh perhaps even perhaps make it longer two and a half feet whoa dude scary Woo oh it's so thin it's not even visible it's going down okay let's make it medium i suppose we'd have to be really close in order to uh, to see that oh it's in fact it's so long that uh, that no one can no whoops oh my goodness <laughs> half a millimeter on the mouse wheel and it goes <laughs> that's cool let's let's render this let's see what, what that looks like <laughs> yes we have a picture full of hair this could take a while yes so hair does take a little while to render i guess even on the fastest machine can you imagine and then 4000 frames like that you go yeah it'll take 
it'll take a few weeks to do that. Well, um, I'm gonna make it slightly. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make it slightly, slightly less scary. So perhaps 1,200 feet long hair is just you know, too much, maybe. So foot and a half. Let's do that. Let's try that. Look at that. So you can literally see very wispy hair. This, I think, this is so thin that we do need something underneath it now. But yeah, you can see very wispy hair up here. So it, it does a very good job. And I like the color combination, I must say. That's very cool. Very nice color combination. Hmm. I do like that. Very cool. There's one one other thing I want to I want to try out. Maybe I'll leave it like this. I kind of I kind of like the look of this wispiness here. <laughs> it is more creepy, isn't it? There's one other thing I want to do with the light and just uh, try it out. I'm going to select the light, and Carrara has this nice option that once you've placed the light, you can you can change its um, type is the word I'm looking for. So currently it's a distant light that comes in, much like the Blender Cube, comes in with every scene, but the distant light can also become a different light now. So I don't have to delete it, like in Das Studio, I have a spotlight and I wanna make it a distant light, I have to delete the spotlight and then kind of create a distant light and put that in the same place and not necessary. We can just change that. Like in Blender, we can just change the light type. So I can change this to sunlight and that now means it is now kind of married to the scene settings in the realistic sky tab so if we were to have a look at the director's camera i think we can now see that the the light has changed from the regular light tab that it was that it was a minute ago if i go and uh, change that back from sunlight to distant light which it was so it changes its type so you can see in the scene that it's different now if you change that to sunlight it is whoops gone first of all <laughs> there it is it's on the bottom here um it now takes on the position what's happening dude don't do that there <laughs> it changes its dude sunlight there we go it changes its uh, type and now it's kind of married to the to the scene tab that i've set here so the position of the sun and this light are now kind of married that sometimes gives really good results sometimes does not so in my case i don't see that big a difference but i'd really like to see this in motion perhaps i'll do that overnight i'll render this animation out and i'll put that on youtube and then we can see what uh, what it's going to be like i think i want to take the background away here or the the, the um, floor away i think or color it differently I might even do something different to the sky, but I'll certainly leave the camera position as it is, and then we can see what else we want to do. Render options, just to bring this to a close here. <laughs> Wispy Wolverine, yeah, I like that. Uh, indirect light will, will uh, indirect light and skylight and full ray tracing will add a lot more render time to this, but it will also uh, bring out the colors even more. So it's still pretty fast, per frame. I'm estimating this to be about 30 seconds, perhaps 30, 40 seconds per frame. And you can see that the colors really come out now and it's, uh, it's a little brighter now. Yeah, let's have, let's have a think of what, we, what else we can do with the, with the background. I'm not entirely sure if we need clouds. Perhaps we're just going to have it uh, as a gradient, something like that. And then I will let this 
simulate itself and uh, and basically render it out and then uh, give it to you on YouTube. And I'll make this very scene file uh, in this state as well as in my modified state with you know slightly better background things uh, available to my Patreon supporters. If you have Carrara, you can open it and have a look at all the funky parameters that I've set there. And then hopefully, eventually, we're gonna get something exciting like this out of it. And you can, of course, create your own super exciting animations like that. I hope you liked it. I think we're going to bring this session to a close. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Don't forget that tomorrow we're going to go and uh, play a bit more Subnautica, which was going to be exciting. We have a boat dead in the water 500 meters below at Jay's Crab Shack. That's going to be exciting. So uh, we'll totally look at how we can revitalize that because currently the batteries are dead and we can't go anywhere so uh, that's one thing on monday we're super excited to play abduction again at 4 p.m eastern standard time we're exploring hunrath it's by the makers of mist join us for that it'll be very cool we'd love to have you on board if you do have any questions please drop them in the comments and thank you so much for all your donations, for your subscriptions, for all your thumbs up, for everything that you do. Uh, don't forget, we're on Discord as well. If you want to drop into Discord, I'll put an invitation uh, out there now. Once the credits roll, feel free to join us. It'll be a Patreon perk later this year, but for now, it's open to those who are interested. My friends, take care. Bye-bye for now.